0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everyone. This is Beth Bond coming to you from the evening time, which is a little unusual for us here at Southeast Green, but we are accommodating a West Coast guest, and we're very excited to have Pamela Tanner Boyle on tonight as our guest on Speaking of Green. uh, Pamela is an artist, filmmaker, writer, and activist, and is the director of Who Does She Think She Is?, a film about five artists who are mothers. She is the co-executive producer of Academy Award-winning Born Into Brabbles and the executive producer of eight documentaries. You can see in our show notes all the documentaries she's participated in. But what we're going to be talking about tonight is, is she just recently completed a documentary called A Small Good Thing that follows six people who focus on alternative concepts of happiness and success, from a social work student, to a yoga teacher, to a family and their farm. These everyday people find personal satisfaction via their link to nature, chosen professions, and interconnectedness with others, foregoing conventional definitions, and living a unique lifestyle. A small good thing also explores how it's important to live in a more meaningful way, not just here in one community in the U.S., but also abroad. We are so excited to have you on, and we are so looking forward to having this conversation, Pamela. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you, Beth. I'm glad to be here.
1: So you um, finished A Small Good Thing um, actually back in 2015, but, of course, that's the nice thing about documentaries is they live forever. What inspired you to make this film?
0: I felt that um, there were a lot of people in our country who were, Suffering at this beginning of this new century, people's idea of the American dream is everyone wants the American dream, a better life for uh, material life for ourselves and our children. And for some of us, for many of us, that has not been so easy to achieve as it had been for our parents. So that was one thing that I was. Concerned about. Another was that it seemed that no matter where you went, whether it was in a big city or out in the country, people were so busy that they didn't seem to have time to do the things that they enjoyed, including being with their families. Uh, that was, uh, you know, people just felt overwhelmed, and uh, a lot of it had to do with being on their and they will they they told me this over and over that they were twenty four seven accessible through their um, you know through internet and texting and Twitter and whatnot so that was an issue The other big issue for me has been that um, you know with the changing climate whatever you want to call it climate change global warming uh, there's a lot of concern about how our species is going to continue so those were the three big factors and the, the biggest of all is what is it that actually makes us happy and so i started doing a lot of research and found that in fact things that we thought made us happy didn't necessarily and things that a lot of what our grandparents knew about happiness was actually pretty
1: true And simple, right? A much more simpler lifestyle than being plugged in, wired up. It is simple,
0: Uh, yes. There are three elements that stood out in all my research. One is that uh, we have a huge uh, emphasis in our country on independence and individuality. Those are good things. I think every single person has a gift to bring to their world. But when we privilege uh, independence over community, we can sometimes get into trouble. So one of the um, takeaways from this film is that bringing your particular groups, I mean, uh, talents to a larger community, not just you and your family or you and your work, is a good it's a small good thing it really creates a sense of happiness and well-being um another yeah another is that um we have forgotten the power of being outdoors in terms of our our sense of well-being so two of the stories in the film are about people who work as farmers, and by choice, they work as farmers. Actually, there's three people, two two stories, and are recovering the sense of connection to the greater cycles, the natural cycles. We, as humans, sometimes forget that we are animals. That our humanness is in part the uh, the, the animalness of us. We like to move. We like being in the fresh air. We like being outside. So that's another important aspect of happiness. And the third is that in order to um, do those good works, you have to have a sense of purpose that's beyond uh, your daily life, something that you believe matters about your life. And so finding that purpose can sometimes be hard, we're so busy and distracted and pulled in a lot of different directions, and also we don't talk about it a lot in school. Uh, So purpose is is hard, and so so one of the other pieces that we looked at was um, meditation and yoga, practices that allow an individual to uh, calm down enough to get to that more creative thinking about what their purpose is
1: that's really so important meditation and thoughtful practice of quiet time has actually I think has really grown in the last couple of years because we actually have to teach ourselves how to do that now.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you know it's interesting because you uh, the grandparents idea was often we they had a very hard life, don't get me wrong. Some of our grandparents um very hard, 24-7, crops that failed if they were working on a farm, all kinds of natural disasters. These were not easy things, but the sense of working uh, in the rhythms w- with the natural world actually is a kind of meditative practice, and um, people who work with animals will tell you that. You can't always control what is going to happen when you work uh, in the natural world, and that's not a bad thing for humans to experience in this day and age, that they can't control everything, but there's a way to go with the flow, go with the cycles.
1: Now, you have, um, ha- I mean, I can't imagine, there's. there must have been hundreds of thousands of stories you could have chosen to tell in the movie, or documentary, excuse me. How mm-hmm. did you pick your cat? movie. Um okay,
0: one of the uh one of the things that in the research I, I typically read and take notes really for a long time before actually going out and filming. So one of the things that kept coming uh out standing out for me was that um we need each other and we need each other in uh a visceral way. In a in a you know face to face way, so that when we have community online primarily, we're we're missing something. So one of the uh, things that I decided to do was set this film in one small community to illustrate how that works for people. Um, so once I made that decision. I, at that point, was living in Massachusetts. It's where I raised my family, and I'd been living there a long time. And there was a community in the western part of the state that was very uh, forward-looking in terms of um, um, uh, organic farming practices, sustainable farming, rebuilding the soil, and in farmers' uh, markets. And most people were shopping in farmers' markets, everybody, not just young people, and um, they were also, in this community, they were also concerned about um, keeping healthy and, um, you know, they they had a sense that their lives mattered in the ways that I was talking about before. So I went out to western Massachusetts and found these, this community and then word of mouth just found amazing, extraordinary people who were dealing with uh Trauma and problems in their own life, and rather than uh, mulling over those for the rest of their life, they actually um, reached out to other community members, made a contribution as a way to uh, heal those traumas.
1: And that's really cool. I I think that, that that may be a good lesson for a lot of people that maybe the easiest way to heal yourself is to stop thinking about yourself so much and what your challenges yes. are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we forget that. We we have a culture of therapy and 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 sometimes we absolutely need therapy, but sometimes we just need to get in there and help somebody else. Because what right. we're missing and is that sense of humanity a lot of times. If you're lonely, if you feel like you've lost your job and you're not worth anything and your family. You're not. You're worried about your family. If you reach out to other people, before you know it, you you create a whole another community, and they're going to help you.
1: Right. Okay. right, right. So the I think what's sort of interesting also is you started out with this one community out on the western side of Massachusetts, but it ended. You ended up in Rwanda. Tell us how that happened.
0: <laughs> well, um like a lot of things that I do, um this film could have been set in so many different places. It could have been set down in Asheville, North Carolina, a community that I think's marvelous. It could have been set in Boulder, Colorado, where I currently live, or out in uh there are places in Iowa. There are farm communities. There There's so many places this film could have been set. And so the the the, ma- the fact of the matter is I made a sort of executive decision to set it primarily in Massachusetts. And at the same time, I wanted to show that these same values were, uh, when they were exercised well, they worked no matter where you were. We had an opportunity to go to Rwanda because I knew the young woman who headed up the organization that we visited. That organization is called Gardens for Health, and it was started by three young women who were still in college, and they were working in Rwanda several years back. And they said the real problem here is people are – their kids are malnourished, and they started a program of teaching families how to grow home gardens and the malnutrition rate went down and it stayed down without government handouts because they were growing uh, vegetables and chickens. It sounds simple; most of the solutions in the world are simple, so this is a very effective program to make the world a better place. It's been recognized by um, United Nations UNICEF it's been it's been recognized everywhere as being one of the best. I knew the people they were from Massachusetts and they were doing they were teaching better soil management. They were teaching how to compost so that the soil would not need the expensive and in some cases detrimental uh, fertilizers that most uh, folks were taught to farm with in the last 50 years. Our two farmers in western Massachusetts are genius farmers. They were, uh, when we filmed them, they had an acre of land, and yet they were producing food 12 months out of the year from their acre, and they were supporting their family of four and making, I can't remember how much money they were making, but more than you'd think. I'm going to say $80,000, but uh, 80000 a year. They were genius farmers because they nurtured their soil with um, compost, and they were creating richer, more nu- uh, nutrient-dense vegetables because of that good soil. So they went over to Rwanda and we filmed them doing this program with the folks in Rwanda.
1: That is the so awesome. That,
0: I... Yeah, the point of the segment was that it doesn't matter if you live in Rwanda or western Massachusetts or in New York City. We all want the same things. We want our children to be healthy. We want them to grow up and know how to uh, provide for themselves and to contribute something to the world out of their own gifts, and these people are doing it. They also have an amazing sense of community already in Rwanda, perhaps, because they have to rely on each other more than we do, and I wanted to show that.
1: Which, I mean, I think that's something else that we have to remind ourselves, right, One of the the benefits, I think, of technology is is people who are sort of misfits in their own community can find people that they, you know, they can join with online and have similar interests. But that also takes away, as you were saying earlier, from building that face-to-face time and knowing who your neighbors are and, and that kind of thing.
0: Yes, we have uh, a sense that we have online communities, and we have a sense that they replace the communities on the ground with real people who might be in your backyard. Now, here's the thing: we think it's better to go people who it's better to go find people who have the same interests as us, and the same outlook, and the same point of view, and it's. It's relatively easy, as you said, to do that on the Internet. You can find those people and you can align with them and you feel part of their community. But the truth of the matter is, when you have neighbors who are actually right next to you, you have to learn to get along with people who have different ideas than you. And that is a nourishing human skill. It's something that... um, it makes life more complicated but it makes it richer and better and you become a bigger person when you do that when you get when you rub shoulders with your neighbors who may not have the same idea of lawn care that you do or things like this and the other the other issue is as i said there's all this research that shows online communication feels um like we're actually with people. But most of our communication as human beings is body. It's the gestures we make. It's the facial expressions. It's the glancing to the other side. We communicate more with our bodies than with our minds. And if we leave out the body, we actually end up feeling a little Bereft by our online communications, it doesn't feel as fulfilling. And
1: I think we've hit upon a, a profound truth. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm so excited that you've given me this epiphany. That you know that we think being around people like us is a good thing, and there's comfort in that. But that might be why we're in so much trouble politically right now, is because we only want to reaffirm our own beliefs and we do not want to learn what other people think who have a converse opinion. And because we've lost that ability to to tolerate people of opposite opinions, I think that's probably why we're becoming more and more divided socially in the United States and politically.
0: Well, I'm not a political expert by any means, but... Uh, I think there's some truth there that when you have to come up against people whose opinions are different from yours, whose way of living is different from yours, when you have to because you don't have any choices uh, you, well you can also end up in a feud for a hundred years, right? (laughs) With those people. Right, exactly. But (laughs) but the truth, and that's you know, that's true too, so we can't it's not all sunshine and unicorns. But the the truth is uh bringing t- people together and trying to find the commonality even with the differences is is hard work, but it's worth doing because you create uh a sense of we're bigger than our than our likes, if you will. You know, like the Facebook likes. We are bigger than that. And so, but the real interesting thing to me is this research that shows our main communication is through our bodies. And if you're not body to body with somebody, it's it's interesting how much you're missing. And it could be a, it could be the reason that people have a sense of uh, loneliness and and restlessness and a sense of even though they're communicating a lot online or uh, on the phone, they they're still feeling like oh, I'm exhausted. I'm right. Restful. Well, and it, it's not—it's not as fulfilling.
1: Right, and I keep on thinking about you know talking about the composting and building that soil, and I'm thinking if you think about soil, rich, deep soil, it is actually a combination of many things and many interactions. And so, like the model for community might right be there in the soil. Like it's you know a little bit of oh, worms, gosh, and a little absolutely. bit of absolutely,
0: yeah. That's a great right. analysis. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that
1: is yeah. yeah. That's so great. Um, so I'm really uh, curious about um, the takeaways that you had from the film, and and then of course we've run out because this always runs happens with me. We run out of time, but I want to make sure that we talk about why, um, how people can see the the film. So, um, so you know, we've talked somewhat, but is there this one thing? that was like you know what if i hadn't have done this i wouldn't have found out x
0: yeah so um get outside a lot of us work indoors we drive to work we drive back from work uh we're we're plain old not getting enough vitamin d which is creating some health issues that sounds wacky but it's actually true <laughs> Get outdoors. Grow something, even if it's on your windowsill. It's some little flowers that you like. It's amazing what happens when you spend the time watching something grow, nurturing it. That's that's an easy – anyone can do it. But another is cook. Every once in a while, instead of going out, we think we don't have time to cook, but actually we eat better when we cook, and it's a way to bring – People together, including your own family, your friends. Those are some ways to create a sense of face-to-face community, and not only online. the The other thing that um, I can't emphasize enough is because we're animals, we're supposed to be moving every day. And when we have our desk jobs, which of course we need. Most of us can't give up our desk jobs, but get up and get out for a walk. Instead of a coffee break or maybe take your coffee again, go for a walk outside. Even 20 minutes outside under trees calms people's nervous system down. And when you're calmer, you make better decisions about how to spend your time and who to spend it with. It's, it can be a meditative practice. Be quiet. When you're, when you're walking. So those are some very accessible ways to create a sense of a new way to live. Um, there's no one I know who doesn't want to lose 10 pounds or maybe even more, 20 pounds. We all want to, you know, we've gotten bigger as a nation. So these things will help too. But more than any of that, calming down will will allow you to To see what your purpose is um and you know I think personally, I have a very deep sense that each of us has something that we were we were meant to do, and we need, we need everybody
1: right, absolutely, I absolutely agree, everyone has value, and everyone has a gift. So one of the things that's great is now a small good thing is now uh, on Netflix. Where else can Netflix. people see it if they don't have access to Netflix?
0: Uh, they can also um, they can go to our website, which is a small good thing film dot com and you can find all the ways to access the film. One of the ways um which is kind of cool and people really love it is to rent the film or buy it, I can't remember exactly what, but and you can gather a group of friends together and watch it. And it's, you know, or you can watch it in your town. You can uh, uh arrange with the the movie theater or the library or any place to actually just gather a group of 20 or more people and watch it and have it's it's a really good film as far as discussion groups go, you know, book clubs. And we've had some bowling groups get the film and really enjoy watching it together. It's been um, a community builder. So, it's that all is on my absolute favorite
1: thing. Right? That a bowling <laughs> group would take time out of their, you know, bowling Isn't and that watch fun, it together. That's- it really is. Yeah. It's really awesome. So, um, okay, so we have um, some okay, great so we've, groups. Now, are you, uh, we've got your the website, a small good thing com. If people want to get more information from you directly, can they just reach out to you via the the website?
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Great. And do you do speaking, live speaking?
0: I do. I do. Um, we uh you know, if, if uh, in fact we're going to Chicago March in the beginning of March and doing some speaking at a um, a Green Film Festival, I forget the name. I'm so sorry, um, but it's in Chicago, and um, we're we're doing another speaking engagement in I think it's Northampton, Massachusetts, at the end of this month. Again, it's uh, I think it's a co-op um, store that is sponsoring it. Um, so, you know, these are the kinds of places that like to bring our film and bring us to talk about it, too.
1: Well, Pamela, we are out of time, but I just want to thank you so much for sharing uh, your good work and your small good things. Well, actually, you're, you have a lot of small good things, and we mm-hmm. wish you the best of luck with the the film as it, as it goes into broader production.
0: Well, thank you, Beth. It's been wonderful to talk to you.
1: Thank you. Good luck.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye -bye.
1: Bye. You know, sometimes I feel like we address the same topics over and over and over, but I always tell my niece and nephews that practice makes perfect. And so I think it's really great when we have someone as wonderful as Pamela who is not mindful and thoughtful and intentional and has come away with you know, these profound truths about, you know, the need of community and the body language thing, right, it makes complete and total sense, right? 80% of our communication is through body language. And so if we're emailing each other or texting each other, we we lose 80% of the message, which is why I think sometimes people have such a hard time with email. So anyway, we just want to thank Pamela so much. And if she comes down south, We'll let you all know and put it up on the calendar. Please remember that if you're listening to this as a podcast, we would love for you to uh, give this a thumbs up because the more ratings we have, the more uh, this gets in front of people, and we really appreciate it. We uh, are are marching our way to 300 episodes, and in my sort of uh, scheduling, mangling, <laughs> we, we get a bonus this week. So tomorrow morning, um, this is... Um, Allie Kelly from the Racy Anderson Foundation. And the Ray, which we'll explain more, will be our guest. And so we hope you will uh, check back in. Remember that you can always listen to all 281 episodes on Southeast Green if you are not doing podcasting and they reside there. And there's also a lot of news and fun information and how-tos and videos and all kinds of fun things at Southeast Green. So we just um, hope that you will enjoy the site and find a small good thing to practice uh, we are signing out with Jeff Hicks and the Heretics, of Peach, and we will see you in the morning.